the Robertsons move north and find a quiet racism. Once in a while, I think about how we came from all over the place. By chance, we end up here, in this place, in Indianapolis. It really is kind of amazing. In the days before television turned our sports heroes into flesh and blood, we saw them as more myth than man. Like the 1927 Notre Dame backfield, transformed into the four horsemen of the apocalypse by a classics-loving sports writer named Grantlin Rice. Our heroes, Ruth, Grange, Dempsey, ran wild in our imaginations. As for black stars, well, we knew little and cared less. Their collective histories tended to amalgamate into a single narrative. They migrated from the South. They had little money. Their fathers were absent. They had superhuman athletic abilities, but didn't know how to cultivate them. That was not entirely wrong. Just the last part. Yet, there is a richness in the journeys of our older black stars, also layered in myth, sustained by oral history. The story of the Robertson family's move from Tennessee to Indianapolis is archetypal, yet distinct. There are millions like it, but each is a singular tale, baked through with strife and toil, but also with love and fortitude, the themes of the families who took part in the Great Migration. There is also, in the words of Brian Stevenson, author of Just Mercy, something that people don't talk about much in this Exodus story. It's too sinister, too monstrous. A lot of the leaving the South had to do with lynching and violence, said Stevenson in a 2022 interview at the Equal Justice Initiative, EJI, in Montgomery, Alabama, where he is executive director. That reinforced the idea that it wasn't safe to play in white spaces. It didn't matter that the overwhelming majority of blacks in the South didn't confront overt violence firsthand. They heard about it. They knew about it. Particularly the African Americans born in the 1920s and 1930s, as Oscar Robertson was. You can't understand the evolution of sports in the second half of the 20th century, says Stevenson, without understanding this massive relocation of African Americans that took place during the first half. And it is rooted in the trauma and terror that lynchings created. Stevenson's EJI has documented 4,075 racial terror lynchings of African Americans between 1877 and 1950, a number that will probably grow as research continues. They happened primarily in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. But racial terror was not exclusive to the Deep South. As we shall see, it crept close to the Hoosier capital of Indianapolis, whose citizens prided themselves on their racial equanimity. Oscar writes in his autobiography, The Big O, My Life, My Times, My Game, that his great-grandfather, Marshall Collier, was raised in slavery in Tennessee and lived to be 116. Marshall was what slave owners called a runner, not content to be someone's property. A battle his great-grandson would later fight in courtrooms and Washington, D.C. hearing rooms. Indeed, the memory of his great-grandfather flows through Oscar, 
who was born on a snowy Thanksgiving day in 1938, 100 years to the day after Marshall's birth. As family lore has it, Marshall never made it to freedom until after the Civil War. But despite getting apprehended time after time, he somehow avoided beatings. Perhaps then, he also presaged the oldest Robertson brother, Bailey, known as Flap, an avid conversationalist who could talk the shell off an egg. <laughs>